Praise God. Wasn't that awesome? Amen. Amen. You got to realize that, that those children, you know, most of those children have come from horrible situations. Well, all those children have come from horrible situations, but, you know, we're talking about kids that would have been raised in the dumps. We're talking about kids that would have not, their life would have never been. And you get to be a big part of that. Amen. Amen. So when you think about it, you know, we're not just messing around. That big church you see, you know, y'all were the ones that built that. When you look at most of those, a lot of those buildings that are there, the creative center that's just going up, y'all are building that. Uh, widows' homes, the truck they're hauling all the food with, y'all bought that this year. So, I mean, praise God. Uh, I, I just look at it and I'm just amazed. And knowing that when we started, there was not a building there. So when they show that big deal picture, and you see all of that. I can tell you the very first day we walked onto the land, there was nothing there but dirt. So what God has done. Amen. Amen. Okay, so get your Bibles out. Woo! Go to Psalms 27, if you would, please, this morning. I'm going to share a message that's going to start tying into next week's message. Next week, I have a great message to deliver about next year, 2022, and to get you going, get you started. I'm telling you this, and I'm not, I'm not saying this bragging on myself at all. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just telling you, if you will lock in with the, the teachings going on, we'll get you through next year. If you'll lock in, if you'll, if you'll watch, if you'll stay consistent in watching the messages and hearing what God is saying, because, I mean, I'm excited uh, about next year. <clears throat> not because I think it's going to be easy. Because I think we're going to get to see God do a lot of miracles, okay? And so I, I have a, a great expectation. I'm excited about it. But there's some things that you're, some keys that you're going to need to do uh, to make it through 2022. And there's some things you're going to need to be walking in in your life, and you better learn it, and you better hear, you know, what God's saying to you, and, and get locked in. Amen? Amen? So anyway, today's message is kind of in between. I'm priming you for next week. So Psalms 27, it's a great psalm. You should know Psalms 27. It should be something in your heart. But I want to look at verse 13. Verse 13 said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, you know, we live in such a crazy time right now. You don't know when you if you were to even turn on the television or whatever, you don't know what you're going to see. You don't know what's going to be on there next. OK, this morning I was watching a. Uh, you know, let me just say this. We don't get the news, right? The news that you're being fed. It's not really what's going on in the world. So you got to go to other places to find what really is going on. And I. I I was laughing this morning because uh, the Iranians put out a big, I mean, Hollywood style produced video of all of their taking their trucks out to the desert and their rocket launchers and shooting the missiles and doing all this and said, uh, basically, uh, we're set up to destroy Israel. And uh, I'm like, you folks are out here arguing about uh Omnicrom and this, that, and the other when Iran's about to launch some nuclear missiles off or missiles off over there and tout that they're going to destroy Israel and all this. And you don't know how many fingers are just sitting on the buttons right now, just getting ready to do something. 
okay? Because there's crazy people out there, all right? But if you sit there and you look at that, that will consume your life. If you go listen to the news, if you look at at anything that, that the CDC is putting out, anything that the presidency is putting out, anything that's going on, and you get to looking at it, it will start to consume your life. And then there's nothing you're seeing in life but doom and gloom. And then you're just walking around singing, you know, the doom and gloom songs. Woe is me. Doom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark, depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Doom, despair, and agony on me. That's what you're going to get into. You're just going to start singing that song. You're going to buy the recording. You're going to put it out everywhere. You're just going to be listening to it all the time. When you get up in the morning, you, you start to just try to get your day going. It'll be doom, despair, and agony on me. That, that's, what, that's where you're going to get. So you've got to, right now, this week, going into next week, you have got to get your expectation in the right place. All right? So he says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, I would have lost heart unless I had believed to see God's going to do something. Yeah, he said, I'd have lost heart. I'd have given up. I'd have just fallen down and said, that ain't going to happen unless I'd have done one thing. Got my expectation in God, not in the government, not in man, not in, I mean, you know, I want to see the 2022 elections come off and I want to see them go the way that I think they should go, right? But that's not where my expectation is. My expectation is in the power of God. My expectation is in what God is going to do over the whole thing because you got to understand, God at one moment could do anything. Now, we drove here this morning and, you know, we're all fogged in and it's, you know, it's kind of lifting out there. But early this morning, the fog was, you know, I mean, you couldn't see what, 200 feet? No, maybe a little more than that, you know, in front of you driving up here. And if you live in a world like that, if your mind is like that, that's your mind. Every day you wake up and you're in the fog. You cannot see out. That's the way you live. It's just like this morning. You're just driving. You have to get cautious about everything, you know, right? Because you don't know if that's a deer over there or a tree because you can't see it. It's in the fog. So if you're living in the fog, and that's where your mind is, in the fog, well, then, you, man, you're just creeping along in life and everything is just stressful. But, you know, I, I had my guys check the weather this morning. Uh, and if you just go 200 feet up, clear skies. Sunshine. It's beautiful. 200 feet up. Just got to get 200 feet up. And then it's just beautiful. So what I want to tell you is, is your expectation has to be in God, because no matter what you see in your surroundings right around you right now, it may be foggy this morning. I'm telling you, just 200 foot up. God's right there. It's just beautiful. But it's where are you going to live? Where are you going to live? OK, so when he says here, wait on the Lord. It does not mean <sighs> how many of y'all have ever had to wait in line for something and you didn't really want to be waiting. And so you're trying to look like a Christian <laughs> trying. That's the key word. You're trying to look like you're a Christian. You're being reminded by the Holy Spirit that you're supposed to walk in love. And the whole time you're just like, oh, would you get out of the way? What is the matter? What is taking so long? Right? 
But you're trying to do it with a smile on your face like, yes, Jesus loves you, y'all. Yes, he does, while you're saying, what is wrong with this idiot Lord? Get him out of there, please. Okay, it doesn't mean that. That word wait doesn't mean that. The word, the definition means to look for or expect hope. To wait or look eagerly for. It means you're waiting, but it's not like waiting like, oh, you're waiting like, is he about to move? Is he about to move? Is God just about to move? It means you're waiting, you're looking eagerly, you're hoping for, you're lingering for. All right? That's what it means. Your hope, you have hope that something is about to happen good. Because God's good. And you know God's for you. And if God's not for you, you know you got it made. If God's, if God's, if not, God's not against you. Hello? Hear what I'm saying? If God's not against you, you got it made. Because God's for you. Mm, 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 mm. Go to Galatians 5.1. Galatians 5.1. Whoo, man. Galatians 5.1. It says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He says, stand fast. Folks, listen to me. We're coming, we're coming into days where that you, you must know that you know that you know that you know that you're saved, that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life. Not just saved like you're a member of a church. Not just saved like, well, I'm trying to do the best I can. But you say because down on the inside of you, down in your spirit, you know that Jesus has touched you. You know that, that, that God is living on the inside of you. You know that you know that you know that if you were to breathe your last breath, you're going to go to heaven because God is your father. Jesus is your elder brother. The Holy Ghost is your guarantee, and you know you're headed for heaven. Amen. When you have that assurity on the inside of you, then you have liberty you can stand in. Yes. Like, I don't do everything perfect. I don't. I mean, you may think I do everything perfect. I do not do everything perfect. I don't. I have struggles just like everybody else has struggles. I get mad just like everybody else gets mad. I get, I get you know, uh, and, and, and tempted in things that I shouldn't be tempted in. I made a peach pie yesterday. Had sugar in it, too. <laughs> now, I didn't eat a whole lot of it. Bless God, I did it. Made it in a Dutch oven. Just wanted to. My point is, if you're, if you're living under the guilt or the pressure of having to be perfect in life so that you'll please your heavenly father, folks, that's the wrong place to be. That's the wrong place to be. Because what happens is the devil can trip you up just like that. All he's got to get you to say, oh, so you're a little snooty today. <laughs> Your prayers aren't going to get answered. And then you're sunk. You will not overcome the doubt and unbelief that the devil, the case that he has built against you. And you won't walk in faith and you will not be blessed. 
We've got to get to the place in life in 2022 that we know that we know that we know that we're right with God. I'm right with God, not because of what I do, but because who I believed in Jesus, his son. I'm right with God because I know that the blood of Jesus speaks over my life. The blood of Jesus declares over my life that I am right with God because I have committed my life to him and I have given my life to him. Did you know that, uh, you know, they launched up a new uh, telescope. Did y'all know that? Okay. You know, it's like, it's going to look and see Jesus up on the throne. Okay. But do you know that a report came out that I read that said that they started, the scientists have started talking to theologians because they're trying to figure out what they're going to do if they find, like if they're looking through the big telescope and these, and then there's some people standing on the planet, hi. And they start talking to theologians because what are they going to do if they find life on another planet and how it would destroy all of our faith and belief system? That's what they're, that's what, I mean, that's what they're talking about. And then I thought to myself, wonder what happened if, if they found something through all this thing that, uh, ended up destroying their faith and belief system. Like, what if they did? Like, see Jesus. <laughs> they shut it off. They have like a live feed, and all of a sudden it goes on. What is this? There's Jesus saying, Hi. shut the feed down. We don't know what this anomaly is. But the thing is, that you cannot stand fast in the liberty that God has bought for you if, you can, if it can be stolen from you, because then, see, it's not liberty. If you can be talked out of it, you can't, you will be talked out of it. Hear what I'm saying? If you can be talked out of it, you will be talked out of it. And so we got to come to this place in our in life that we can stand fast in our salvation, stand fast in what Jesus has done and bought and paid for us on the cross, that no matter what's going on, no matter if a thousand are falling on our side, 10,000 on our right hand, we can sit there and say, well, Lord, I'm coming home. Hello? Okay, go to Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, You've been justified by your faith, not by your action. So what's your faith in? Some churches are being shaken because their denomination they've always believed in is going off the rails. So their, their faith is shaken. All right. Some people who, you know, I mean, there's always going to be preachers messing up and falling and then they get exalted and, and you know, every scandal gets all shown about them, right? Why? Because the devil wants people who had faith in that person then to fall. Well, if oh, so-and-so can't make it, how am I going to make it? Right? But it comes down to the point of your faith. Is your faith and your hope and your expectation in what Jesus did for you on the cross? That that's enough that gets you right through the pearly gates, right into heaven, right where you need to be. Hello? He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith unto this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have access unto this grace. Folks, listen to me. I have a lot of faith in grace. You've got to have grace. 
Because without grace, you're not going to make it. But God gave us grace. And if he's given, I'm taking. If he's offering, I'm taking it. Woo! Right? He makes the rules. I just got to walk in them. I'll take it. I get to get, stand in grace, stand in my bucket of grace. Say, yeah, Lord, I'm stupid, but bless God, I'm in. I'm going to heaven. I'm a saint. Not a saint because I did so many good works on earth. I'm a saint because the blood of Jesus made me holy and righteous and unblameable in his sight, right? This is the hope you've got to have, church. Going into 2022, you've got to have this hope. Because I'm telling you, I don't know what's coming. I'm not going to sit up here and predict. I know there's a lot of people and a lot of preachers who predicted what was going to happen in 2020. And they have been backtracking and trying to cover up all the mistakes they made all the way to 2022. But I can tell you this. We have some lunatics driving the bus. And I don't have a lot of faith in the bus driving lunatics. Okay, but I'm praying that God's got hold of the wheels. And he's keeping us at least going down the road. Okay. Now, go to John 17, 1. John 17, 1. So where's your expectation? What you gonna, what you believing in? Going into 2022, what's your hope? Well, it says in John 17, 1. Now, John, John chapter 17 is a great chapter to read because it really is all about you. It's Jesus's prayer to his father, but it's really personally about you because he's talking about every person who is a believer. And that's you. Okay. so he starts out in verse one. He says, Jesus spoke these words and lifted up his eyes to heaven. and He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. He says, what really is life to you is knowing God. Now, I want you to understand something, church. So many Christians, there's a lot of Christians, and I'm I'm not just preaching to y'all, I'm preaching to everybody out there listening all around the world that are tuned in today. But there's a lot of Christians out there who don't really have a relationship with their God. They have a relationship with their church. They have a relationship with their uh, denomination's etiquette. There's people out there that are Christians who have belief and have developed belief systems only based upon what their church denomination has told them. They don't know what the Word of God says. They don't know what the truth is. Okay, and I, I, I'm, I'm always uh, concerned for those Christians because it's like when something gets shaken in their world, they're not really standing on anything. They're standing on a little balsa wood plank that could just crack. And so my challenge to everyone out there watching and listening to me, if you're hearing this and your your faith is not based upon the word of God and your faith is not based upon your relationship with God, 
that you know what the word says and you know what the promises are because the Bible says so. Well, if that's you, you don't really know that. Well, then I'm telling you, your expectation better get in the word of God. Your expectation better get in your relationship with God and you better start working on that. Because I believe at any moment, things could be challenged. Who would have believed, folks, listen to me. <laughs> Who would have believed that if, if somebody would have come to you in 2018 and said, look, uh, y'all are going to all be locked down. Nobody's going to be able to go out and do anything. You're, nobody's going to be able to go to church, and they're going to want you to put a, you know, a, a, a mask on, and uh, there's going to be a deadly virus out killing everybody. You wouldn't have believed it. You'd, it's never happened. You've never seen it before. It wouldn't have been something you said, oh, what? Guy's a lunatic. Right? But we've seen some changes happen in our lifetime and things that have happened very fast that have been pretty eye-opening. Okay? But he says here, life begins, let me put it this way, life begins when you know God. Now, not just life, because, see, I do not want to just live. No, excuse me. Let me change it around. I just said it wrong. I want to live, not just be alive. That's what I meant to say. I want to live, not just be alive. There's a lot of people on the earth today. They're just alive. They're just going about their days, going about their work, going and doing nothing, and they're just alive. They're breathing and they're just alive, but they're not living. Because Jesus said to know God means that you, you get something called Zoe life comes into you. You've probably heard this word forever. Everybody, you know, uh, it's a popular word. Zoe means life. It means a state of one who is possessed by vitality. Did you feel like that this morning when you woke up? Did you wise and tell your spouse, man, I feel that I am possessed by vitality. Or did you wake up this morning and say, oh, God, eight, ten, I don't know if I'm going to make it. My legs are hurting. Or did you rise up and say, I am possessed by vitality? That's what it really means. It's a great word. Many of you say you know God, and you get so close to God that God is this Zoe life, and you get so close to him that it starts getting off on you, and then before long, man, you were possessed by vitality. (laughs) It means the absolute fullness of life, the real, the genuine, A life active and vigorous, devoted to God, blessed. That's what it means, Zoe life. So how can I be discouraged about anything that's going on right now if I have a relationship with life? Think about this. I have a relationship with God who is life and is vigorously empowering me and speaking to me, how could I be discouraged when the bus drivers are lunatics? You see what I'm saying? 
The reason why is, is this, church, because we don't want to have any turmoil. We don't want to have any trouble. We don't want to have any, we don't want to have to overcome something. We just want life to go smooth. We want to walk out there every morning. Our goose has laid another golden egg. We just pick that baby up, brush her off, take her down to the old jewelry store, and say, give me my money. No turmoil. That's what we want. No troubles. No complications. Nothing that might happen make us use our faith. You know, like I have a hammer in my toolbox, but, you know, I've gotten where over the years, you know, like I had a, you know, like a little three-pound sledge, and now the three-pound sledge's gone to a two-pound, and I got down to, you know, keep <laughs> keeps getting smaller, my hammer does. But, you know, a hammer to me, it doesn't, it's not like a tool of joy. If I have to use it, it's work. I'm having to do something with it. It's not like bringing me joy. You don't get the hammer out of the toolbox. Right? I mean, y'all with me? Like you could say the other wrenches, like end wrenches and screwdriver and stuff, you could be building you something that would bring you joy. But usually if you've got a hammer out, it just means work. Well, that's how we've become to look at faith. We don't want to have to believe God. We don't want to have to confess the scriptures. We don't have to want to read our Bibles. We don't want to have to, 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 to work faith. We don't want to have to look into our lives at what may be attacking our faith or what may have been what, what, you know, controlling the thoughts within our mind. We don't really want to do that. We just want our thoughts just to be able to think whatever we want to think. But if you wake up every morning thinking that you're going to fail, well, then I can guarantee you you're going to fail. So we got to do some work. We've got to end up in life. We've got to do some things that will bring life into us so that we can rise up and say, man, I feel today that I am possessed by vitality. But you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to get some hammers out. All right. Now, Jesus said in John 1633, it's one of those scriptures we really want to cut out, but it's there. It says, in this world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. See, let me add to that. Be of good cheer. You're possessed by vitality. You have a relationship with me. And I said, all things you ask can and will come to pass. He said, be of good cheer. I overcome the world. Right? So my point to you is, and I'm just going to keep saying it again, what's your expectation? What is your expectation? If you're waking up every day saying, oh, man, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be hard. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Well, let me show you something. I want you to go turn to this. Find the book of Leviticus. It's in there. Leviticus 25, one of my favorite scriptures. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 21. It's the story of, of God explaining to Moses how he was supposed to have the year of Jubilee and that every so many years there's going to be the year of Jubilee and that you were supposed to work for six years. The sixth year, because of the seventh, you weren't going to work. 
And then God says here at verse 21, then I will command my blessing on the sixth year and bring forth enough produce for three years because you weren't supposed to work the seventh year. So if you didn't work the seventh year and you didn't plan on the seventh year, you needed food for the sixth year, the seventh year, and then you were going to have to use get for the eighth year because you didn't plant the seventh year. Then you had to plant, but then the harvest had to come. So God said, I'm going to cause their my blessing. He says, I'm going to command my blessing. Everybody say the commanded blessing. He said, I'm going to command my blessing on your crops and they're going to produce that year three times more than they should. Now, just think about that. So you got a pumpkin patch out there. And then all of a sudden, God just commands the blessing on it. And now you got three times more pumpkins than you ever had before. You say, how can that be? That's ridiculous. That's crazy. That can't happen. Well, God's saying, look, I'm, I so want you to take a year off. That's what the Jubilee was about, resting for a year. I so want you to take a year off that I, I have the ability, I'm God, I have the ability to provide three years worth of salary to you, in a sense, so that you can take a year off. Now, is that a fairy tale? Is it a fairy tale? Come on, just think about it. We, put, we dismiss this kind of stuff. But God said, I have the ability to command a blessing on you that is three times greater than you usually would get. So how does he do it? I don't know. He's God. (laughs) I don't know. I don't need to know. I just need to have a barn big enough to hold it. That's my only responsibility is to have a barn big enough to hold it. But what if you were the naysayer? And you said, ah, that's ridiculous. I don't need to take a year off. I don't need to do that. I mean, my way will work better than God's way. Hey, I want to tell you something. There were people in that day who planted the next year and took the harvest so they thought they could get ahead. They thought they were going to get blessed really quick, really fast. And you know what happened? Because they, didn't, they weren't really trusting in God, they're trusting in their ability. Folks, listen to me. If you're trusting in your ability to make it, you're not going to make it. I'm sorry. You folks are good folks. But you see what will happen to you, you will continue to go down. Like, let's just think about it. Like I told you, I made a peach pie. I made a peach pie in a Dutch oven. I could have cooked it in the oven in the house, but that was no fun. I wanted to see if I could do it, right? So, I mean, I went out and I, I got the charcoal. I got the whole thing. I put everything in. I got everything doing it, you know? There's a lot easier ways to make a peach pie. The easiest would be to go buy one. <laughs> Hello? And so it wasn't like I, I went, you know, like I went down to make the peach pie, but I'm saying I, I, I used, it was a lot of work, Right? And you can keep giving up your liberties. You can keep giving up your freedoms. You can keep giving up your comforts. But there's going to come a point to where you're going to say enough's enough. I believe there's a lot of American people who are coming to the place where they said enough's enough. All right. But what I'm saying to you is if you're tired and weary and 
from 2020 till going into 2022, you have been worn out. You're a beat down. You're downtrodden. You have no hope. Everything has been stolen from you. It's time to turn to God and believe his miracles. Believe in him and really put your faith in him because then you're going to start to see God move in your life. You've got to quit having one foot in the world and one foot in the, in the, the miracles of God. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible to him, they'll believe. Are we going to believe that scripture is true? Are we going to believe that God can get us through and that it's going to be a great year? I want to tell you all this. I'm believing for great things. It's not like just like, oh, I'm hoping and praying something's going to happen. No, I'm telling you, I I feel like I have the I feel like I have the 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 go sign, like I'm on the racetrack and I've been waiting and, you know, for that 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 light to click to green and I'm ready to go. And I'm believing in 2022, the light's going to turn green. I'm shoving it to the floor. We're going to burn some rubber, make some smoke, and we're going to tear off out into the, down the track. And I think the devil's going to be turning around saying, wait a minute. Wait, 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 you can't do that. And I'll say, oh, get out of the way. Step in front of me, I run smooth over you. I'm listening to you, messing with you no more. Amen? So I just challenge you, everybody out there watching, Listen to me, next week I'm going to get into the what we're going to start to do, how we're going to start to lay it out, how to help you build your life. I'm going to give you a formula for, for uh, advancing to making it through this next year. I, I'm not really concerned at this point over any event going on in the world or who's driving the bus. I'm only concerned with my relationship with Jesus and keeping it on track. And so I want to encourage you, if you're out there watching right now and you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, if you're in here today and you're not sure, well, listen to me, you need to make sure, you need to know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that you're right with him. I want to encourage you, if you get attacked in your mind, uh, sometimes and just the devil comes to you and tries to trip you up and make you think you're not safe, you know, you need to sign up for Freedom Prayer. That's what Freedom Prayer is all about, to help you get free from the bondages and the things that the enemy, the darts and the arrows that he shot into your life that you need to be free of, okay? You can get with anybody, get with Dr. Brown, get with any other people to ask him, get signed up for Freedom Prayer. Those of you watching, you can do it online. You can, you can, you can fill out all the stuff. But listen, folks, we need to be free. We need to be free. We need to be sure. We need to be standing fast in the liberty that Jesus has bought for us. We need to go into 2022 with a smile on our face. Yeah, hey, not sitting around saying, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. No, we need to go into 22 with a smile on our face, saying, man, if you want to pick a fight with me, I'm ready. Come on, devil. I'll take you on because the word of God says, I win. I'm in Jesus. So I want you just to stand up with me if you would. Just somebody come down here for, to be a prayer person here this morning. Uh, if you need prayer, we're here for you. We want to encourage you. We want to bless you this morning. But I just want to tell you, church, everyone out there around the world, you may be distant from us, but I tell you, you're not in spirit. And I just believe, God, as I pray this prayer, that God's going to get you right where you need to be and break off strongholds out of your minds so that you can see what God has for you. So I'm going to pray over you now. Father, I just declare right now in Jesus' name that, God, 
that right now, strongholds that have been over people's minds, lies that have been sown in them, things that have come into their hearts of, of, of religiousness or, or doubt and unbelief or whatever it may be that's hindering them from walking with you. I pray today, oh God, that you bless them, that you break those chains. I declare, I speak over them this day that the chains are broken, that their lives are free, that they, Lord God, can be set free to go and do everything that you called them to do, that our expectation is in you because you have, Lord God, possessed us with vitality because we are spending our time with you and you are strengthening our lives. Lord, I pray this day that every person is blessed. I declare, Lord, we're going to go into 2022 and it's going to be the greatest year of our life. I declare people are hungry for you and we're going to see miracles, signs and wonders being performed on a daily basis because God, you are so good. So bless the people, Lord God. Give them a give them a great, great, great week so that when we come back next week, Lord, we're full of faith and vitality. And Lord, I praise you for it. Bless them now, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church, and I will see you next week. Or actually, I'll see you next year. What about Wednesday? Yeah, we got Wednesday. Nothing's changed.